Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Fitnessing Show. My name is Dave, and with me today is Catherine. Today is our 21.2 review show. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the 17.1 repeat of uh, alternating dumbbell snatches and some burpee box jump overs. I guess as we dive in uh, and looking at the numbers, one of the things that stood out to Catherine and I uh, as we looked at the results uh, was just in general the drastic improvement over the last four years since 17.1. One of our analysis of it was, you know, how many athletes were sub nine minutes last time. And I think it was three women and one men were sub nine minutes last time. And now I think it's, you know, 44 women and um, 71 men are sub nine, but even more interesting is the sub eight times that we got to see. So, you know, on the men's side, uh, we had Dakota Rager coming in first place in 21.2 with a time of eight minutes and 48 seconds. And in second was uh, staff solid out of it, you know, 8.52. So to go at least on the men's side from one one time sub I mean, 10 minutes, you know, four years ago to two sub eight, it was an impressive jump there. Yeah, and even the women, there's two women that are under that nine-minute mark, too, with Emma Carey, the 17-year-old. Um, she got first at 8.51. And then Kristen Holte, she got 8.58. And for juxtaposition there, in terms of age, Holte is 34. And they were seven seconds apart. Seven seconds apart, yeah. So, um, not to... No, really dive into it, but you know, for Holty to be, you know, twice as old as uh Oh yeah. Emma Carey, like it's uh <laughs> literally double. It, it's good to see that there's the competition there, but um it, it's also exciting, you know, to see the two teen athletes at the top of the women's leaderboard after two weeks. It's really exciting for the future of the sport to see uh these athletes progress um in, you know, a couple more years before they transition just into the the general women's field, but you know, there's, you know, a lot of top athletes coming through. Yeah. It's very cool to see. Cause you know, on the other side, uh, says see, it looks like David Trunkey did not complete 21.2. Um, he had a post last week, um, that he just wanted to give his knee a little bit more time or he was you know struggling with a knee injury and just wanted to give himself a little bit more time, um, to heal before he went through and, uh, did, 21.2 uh just but you know as we reviewed the leaderboard as you know part of open madness and just our general interest sake it, it, he did not have a submitted time so um we're you know certainly wishing you know him all the best um over its recovery you know he was i guess he did finish 30th at the games in 2020 although i think he pulled out at on the first day due to um, another injury. I'm not sure if it's the same knee or not. So uh, hopefully he's able to, to get his body into shape. Not sure, you know, what it looks like for the open, you know, with the no score entered, I think he sits about 50,000th overall um, after the two events. Um, and I you know, can't remember, 15,000, I believe, in the Europe regional. So uh, with the top... 5,000, I believe, in Europe advancing to quarterfinals or so. I don't know if you'll be have enough room to make it if it's just a single scored event. But, 
you know, fingers crossed, it's something that, um, you know, he's able to do and overcome. So we're able to see him compete again this year. Yeah, another thing I thought was cool about 21.2 is just the lack of redos. I think there are probably definitely people that did redo it. But with 21.1, there were so many people like doing it two to three times because of the standards and all that type of stuff that I, in a way, enjoyed the simplicity of it, of just, you just gotta work. And yeah, I think Carolyn Reason Thibault was the only one that had posts about no reps, um, not getting, I think, both heads of the dumbbell to the ground there. But yeah, that's kind of just the juxtaposition between week one and week two on the one and done factor. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was just because it was a repeat and so many athletes would have, you know, originally done it, you know, in 17.1 or had done some sort of progression on it in terms of their training, you know, alternating dumbbell snatches and burpee box jump overs. They're going to be the type of movements that athletes do on a regular basis. So, you know, this would be just something that athletes know when to push and how to push has a rep scheme that a lot of people are used to. So, um, Hopefully just their their training regime set them up well for this one. Yeah, and the burpees had just the simple line down between, so there's no yeah. rules about feet and stuff like past years when yeah. it's over a bar and that. So it kept it easy on that front too. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on now uh, to take a look at Open Manus and our, our week two matchups. So this week, we'll start at with the U.S. men uh, with the first matchup being Noah Olsen versus Rich Froning. Um, when we talked about our, you know, preview show last week, you know, I thought, you know, Rich was going to have the upper hand on this one just because the Mayhem athletes had retested 17.1, which now 21.2 back in February. And so I just, I thought that experience would give him an upper hand. Uh, seeing Noah come out with a 9.33 time early in the weekend, I think he was, you know, probably the first big name athlete to post a, a sub 10 time that early um certainly surprised me to see him come 9:33. it was really impressive performance from noah yep so i got that one yeah and the next matchup is uh sean sweeney and saxon pancheck um both of us our pick was pancheck and that's how it came out saxon got was overall 74th and sean sweeney was 670th with the time of 1103 yeah, and even Saxon, 74th at 9.59, like to see, you know, to not, to not even have be top 50 and being sub-10 minutes just shows, you know, the improvement from the general field over the last, you know, four years. I think, you know, Sean Sweeney will be, you know, from a personal standpoint, looking forward to something a bit heavier this week. But, you know, from open madness, um, we'll see Saxon move on. Uh, up with that, we had um, Justin Medeiros, uh, who posted, you know, 10.02 in the open announcement versus Sam Quant, um, which, you know, stood up for 79th overall, uh, with against Brandon Luckett, who posted a super another fast time, 10 minutes, 5 seconds, uh, for 95th overall. So, in terms of open madness, um, that 3 seconds um, was our, definitely our tightest matchup of the week, and probably the tightest matchup so far between the two weeks. Uh, you know, both impressive times. Um, but, you know, we'll see Justin Medeiros move on. He was certainly flying um, with the, the burpees uh, in the announcement. 
Yeah, and then the last um, American Man matchup was Street Horner and Alex Smith. Both of us picked Horner, and he came out at 10.02, the same as Justin Medeiros at 79th. And then Alex Smith was 12.14 at 2,791st. Yeah, it, you know what? I guess a couple of things that stuck out. You know, Street Horner, I think he had the second fastest time in 17.1. Um, so I think he was seven seconds faster than his time, so he saw an improvement. Um, he was one of the people I was, you know, hoping to see go sub nine before the times rolled in. Um, however, and then uh, Alex Smith, you know, twelve fourteen, you know, still good enough to to move him forward to the the quarterfinals most likely. It's just, you know, based off his you know training with the proven team, I expected Alex's time to just generally be faster. Just as an observation, uh, there wasn't you know, any heavy weights or anything like that. But, you know, just to see his, you know, general fitness would have expected him to be in, you know, sub 11 minutes. But, you know, there's something could have been more there to the pitcher. Yeah, I was a bit surprised on Alex's time too. Because just with the gymnastics background, he's amazing the things he can do, moving his body and stuff around. I thought something like this would be in his wheelhouse. So my guess is there's maybe something else going on there, but he's still good. He'll make it in. It's all good. Yeah, so uh, with our next round, um, week three, we'll have Noah Olsen versus Saxon Panchik. Uh, Saxon is going to be part of the 21.3 open announcement with his brothers. And then Justin Medeiros versus Street Horner. Um, then looking back on our week two picks, uh, you have me, you know, four correct answers to three on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we'll move along to the U.S. women. Uh, week two, we had um, Carrie, Fe- Carrie Pierce versus Bethany Shadburn. And on this one, we both picked Pierce, and that was a solid choice. I feel like she's a solid choice all the way through this thing. Um, Bethany Shadburn had, she was 19 seconds slower at 10 minutes. She still had a top 50 time, but Pierce takes it at 9.41 and 23rd place. I mean, there's probably a little bit of a friendly competition of that one down in uh, Vegas. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Christy Armo O'Connell versus Amanda Barnhart. Uh, so Armo broke that 10-minute barrier at 9.41 for 23rd overall uh, in the event. Uh, and Amanda Barnhart was 10.23. Uh, so we'll see, you know, O'Connell move on. She's, you know, a person who's having a really strong open, so... Um, hopefully we see some, you know, strong results from her over the last event as well to, to push her up, uh, maybe top 10, top 25 on the leaderboard. Yeah. And Ermo and Pierce had the same time of 941 and they're going to be going head to head this week. Yeah. The next matchup is Andrea Nissler and Brand, um, Danielle Brandon. We disagreed on this one. I thought Brandon was going to go, all my eggs were ready to go in that basket but she got a time of 10.43 for 194th, and then Andrea Nissler pulled out 10.06 for 65th. I think the retesting it back in January probably helped support that one. Yeah. And our last matchup uh, for the U.S. women was Haley Adams versus Danny Spiegel. Um, you know, looking at everything of the weekend, suspected Adams to have a fast time when um, you could just see her um, on her video, she was finishing well, you know, Rich was still working in the background. So you, you didn't know what the time was, but you knew it fast if you were able to beat Rich Froning. So she finished at 9.50 and 37th overall. And Danny Spiegel, 
uh, was 87th uh, at a time of 10:16. So again, really uh, impressive performance there as well. It just uh, it wasn't good enough to beat Haley on this one. In terms of our picks, um, I snuck out ahead on this one uh, with a four to three um, matchup. So uh, in terms of the U.S. divisions, we ended up both seven out of eight picks. Now, taking a look at uh, the international men, um, I think we uh, start off with a, another super fast matchup with uh, Jay Crouch versus Alexander Karam. Uh, so again, both of them ended up being sub 10 minutes. Um, Crone was 924 uh, with 15th overall. Uh, with Jay Crouch was 953 at, at 51. So um, in terms of open madness, um, Crone moves on uh, to the next round. Um, so it would be interesting to see. He kind of just snuck up uh, on the leaderboard of that one. So, cool. And I picked Jay Crouch on this one. And he actually follows us and stuff online. It was a bit sad that he lost this matchup, but it was it was a close race between 15th and 51st place in terms of the range of open scores. It was a pretty close one. The next one was Roman Krennikov and Con Porter. This was my like gut pick last week of Krennikov, and I was off base. Con Porter came in sub 10 minutes. At 958, 63rd place, and Roman Krennikov was 1053 at 494, 494th place. So, yeah, way off. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, in terms of this one, just seeing Krennikov in touching on the one and done type of mindset um, versus the last one, I think Krennikov did it you know, at least two or three times in 21.1. So, I don't know if he just had a different strategy at you know, do the one attempt and finish at 10.53, just based off of how he moves. He's another athlete that I would have expected to see a lower time from, so. Yeah. And he submitted his score super early, and given 17.1 scores, 10.53 was a really good score. But when so many athletes actually break that 10-minute barrier, it yeah. really pushes the 10.53 out. Yeah. Whereas if you place that in 17.1, it would have been a really solid score. That's true. And I guess that was something that we did notice different from 21.1. Even though everybody was redoing 21.1, there's a lot more names on the leaderboard earlier on in the weekend. Where, you know, 21.2, it just seems everybody's posting videos that they were done. But they're kind of keeping the cards a little bit closer to the chest, waiting to submit the scores. So... Um, maybe kind of some strategy kind of crept up on Krennikov there, but um, in either case, I would you know he'll be advancing to the quarterfinals for sure. Yeah. Uh, in our next up event, we had um, Jordan Carl Gumenson versus uh, the Week One winner of Twenty One Dot One, Jonah Koski. Uh, both of us picked Koski on this one, um, but you know both of us ended up being wrong. Um, BKG was 25th overall in the event with a 9.39 time where Koski was, you know, at 10.09, um, so 109th overall. Uh, so both of them, you know, quite strong performances. We'll just see BKG again next week. Yep. And the last matchup was Sam Cornier and Pat Vellner. Um, Vellner came out with this one of a 9.27 result for 13th. And Sam Cornier was 10.02 at 79th. Vellner just moved quick. It was great. Yeah. We thought he would, and he did. Yeah, just one of those things that Vellner and 
burpees and box jumps just always seems to go quicker than you would think. So this one, you know, in terms of our head-to-head -head matchup, I was able to start to grow a lead here. Uh, I had three correct answers um, where you just put up a single there, a single um, with one. I did great. Yeah. My gut did not lead me the right <laughs> way. And then, so international women, the first matchup is Madeline Sturt and Caroline Reason Thibault. Um, we both picked Sturt on this one, and her time was 11.07 for 372nd, and Reason Thibault was 10.29 at 124th, so Caroline is moving on. Yeah. Uh, the next one was, you know, Jamie Simmons versus Katrin Davidsadder, so, um, you know, two... Two of the sports elite, um, Simmons ended up being 909, which um, was sixth place, which is, again, just shows the improvement to the field versus uh, Katrin. She was, you know, 1008, which, you know, compares to 17.1, was an extremely strong performance, but ended up being 67th overall for the week. So uh, we'll see Jamie Simmons move on. Yeah, Simmons is almost a full minute faster than David's daughter on that one. And the next matchup was the Aussie head-to-head, -head, where we disagreed. I thought Toomey would take it, and you thought Kara would take it, and Toomey did what she does. Yeah. She came out with a 9.26, and Kara Saunders was 9.42. Like, it's 12th place and 25th place. They're both amazing finishes. They just happen yeah. to be matched up. Um, so, yeah, I got that one. Yeah, again, these two athletes... Um... You know, incredibly strong performances. Uh, I think it just, it's kind of what you would expect from Tia, um, you know, being the four-time reigning champ. But again, you know, for Kara Saunders, just hopefully sets her up um, with some, again, confidence for the season. Looking forward to seeing her through, you know, both the, the quarterfinals and semifinals, um, just to can see that, see them going head-to-head, I guess basically all season long now with the, the new structure that they'll be side to side um, each step along the way. So um, from a fan's perspective, uh, looking forward to that. And then the last matchup we had, uh, we had Emma McQuaid versus uh, Kristen Holty. So uh, Holty was one of the sub nine minute times. So um, taking this one versus Emma McQuaid, who finished 10th in the event at 924. So um, in terms of open madness, really just luck of the draw, but, you know, a strong performance for Emma McQuaid and um, hopefully setting her up for a strong season. Yeah, so these ones we split two and two of, in terms of our head-to-head -head picks. Yeah, so I think that, you know, ended up putting me uh, two ahead of you at, uh, what was it, 12 out of 16 picks, so um, yeah. versus 10 out of 16, which... Makes me feel a little bit better as uh, at least I won this event. Um, my actual open madness bracket um, is just full of sadness. So um. yeah, you got you got you got a lot of red in there already, <laughs> yeah. all the way through to the end. Yeah, lots of red on mine, which isn't good. So um, you know, taking a look at uh, the open madness leaderboards on you know the the media leaderboard. Um, kind of CrossFit analyst and writer Brian Friend is in first place. He had. 160 round two points for a total of 380, uh, followed up in second by Chase Ingram from the Get With The Programming podcast. He had the, the strongest round two of uh, the media leaderboard with, you know, 200 points, which would have been 10 correct answers, putting him 
uh, at 370 uh, and rounding out the podium is uh, Scott Schweitzer from the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. He was the week one leader, um, didn't do so good uh, in week two with only six correct answers. So he's third at 360 points tied with the, the Chalking Fitness podcast. For uh, the global leaderboard, um, there is a new leader on top uh, over the last week. So FitFan21 uh, is in first place with 460 total points. Last week's winner, uh, Cardi No, is second at 450 points. And in third, um, also with 450 points, is Everything Hurts, um, which I think just was fitting for this week uh, and the, uh, the actual open announcement. So uh, definitely log in um, if you made a team, see how you were. Um, see how you are on the affiliate. We had lots of affiliates sign up, which just has a extra fun thing to do with your friends during the open. Um, and that affiliate leaderboard will be there all season long as we go through the quarterfinals, semifinals, um, last chance qualifier, and obviously the game. So uh, just an extra fun way to compete with friends through the season. And with that, uh, thank you for listening today. Um, hope you enjoy the show. If you want us to you know cover anything have any feedback let us know um, you can follow us along at instagram at fantasy fitnessing uh, until um, our next show thanks for listening bye